Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to talk about what we learned at the Queen City Conquest this year? Uh, yeah. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And tonight we are going to recap just a bit of our trip to Queen City Conquest. And then we're going to share some GMing wisdom that we gained or experienced while we were there. So first, let's start with that short recap. And then we'll talk about the things that we learned. Yep. So, uh, Queen City Conquest, as people know, is Buffalo's premier gaming convention. Premier. Um, But this year marks the first year where both the date and the venue changed. So, we went from uh, having last year, we were in September in downtown Buffalo at the convention center. This year, the convention was in July at Damien College. Yeah. And... uh, I overall liked the space quite a bit. Um, yeah. We had the upper dining hall and the adjacent social hall, as well as a couple of rooms down on the first floor. And um, I found that space to be quite lovely, actually, for gaming. Big round tables, mm-hmm. uh, adequate space between the tables. I don't think it ever got too noisy in either one of the big halls. It really didn't, actually. And I was impressed by the that because I, it seemed like it was going to... could. It could potentially be noisy. It was like big dining hall style things, but they had enough fabric and stuff up to really kind of help dampen the sound. Yeah, I thought it was very conducive to gaming. I did not have a problem in I, the littler room down at the bottom was a little tricky if the if it got a little yeah. uh, wild. But when they, it was full, yeah. But the upper, the main game area was sound quality was perfect. Yeah, uh, and the table space, the table sizes were great. Uh, mm-hmm. People had enough room to. Um, to put their stuff down as well as like food or whatever. So super good. There was food on site. I would say it like was like a B minus like it, for food. It was, it was fine. It was, it was adequate. I'm spoiled from origins where oh like lunches God. are like lunches are amazing, but it was adequate enough that when my schedule was short, where I only had like an hour between, between games, that it was it was good enough like it was extremely convenient yes it was extremely convenient and decently priced for convenience so yeah. i was not sad about that and then offsite there were plenty of options um because we were out of downtown so while we liked chippewa avenue uh, where there's a lot of restaurants and things like that we were in main street williamsville and there was restaurants up and down uh, main street so i thought that was good yeah, um, I don't have a I don't have a head count, but I I think over two hundred, possibly three. Yeah, attended. So it's still what we would in our you know years ago when we did our categories, still considered a small con. Definitely a small con. Um, yep. But if you if you dig small cons with a heavy role play bent, it was definitely that. And um, as for people. The people who so attend. So many good people. <laughs> yeah, it, um, I mean, to be honest, it it has a very, very strong misdirected mark network draw to it. So hosts. Yes. Hosts and chat room folks and listeners, like very strong. Like 
And, and there's still a lot of people who come from the local Buffalo gaming scene as well. But I just like so many like awesome people, more awesome people than I actually had time to hang out with. Like I very much did not get a chance to hang out with Jason Cordova, Kate uh, right. Camden. Like they were kind of off yeah, doing yeah. their thing. We were kind of doing our thing with Weregator and Nor and Schmitty and like a few others. Like, mm-hmm. so there were definitely like, it was big enough that there were several pockets of people. Yeah. Um, and not really like, you know, like could could kind of, you know, interact. But there were so many good people hanging around uh, that it was yes. really, really for a small con, it, just a concentration of like amazing role players. Yes. And talking about role playing, um, yeah. let's talk about what, what we played. Why don't you go first? Okay. So, um, well, we played a lot of the same things, to be we, clear. We did. So why don't you just name all <laughs> the things that we played and then, like the thing, then separately the thing that you played. <laughs> Wait, which thing did I play that you didn't play? Uh, the um, thing you ran. Oh, the thing I ran. Right, right, right. So, so we together played Tricksters Save the World, which is a new game that Eric Simon is working on, in which I got to play Loki. Which I just have to throw that out there. I think the game is already published in an anthology. Oh my bad! It's really cool. I got to play Loki. Yes. Let's just emphasize. I could be wrong. It may not be published yet, but it. But anyway, we got to play Trickster Save the World. Yeah, we got to play For the Queen. We got to play For the Queen a bunch of times. I played it. I think I played it three times. Yeah. How I many times get, did you? I think I got two plays in. Yeah, yeah. I got to finally play. Phil brought his copy of Before There Were Stars. That was awesome. Man, yeah, it's a fun little game. It was a very neat game. I probably need to pick up a copy of that. Red 7, nice and quick. We played Protocol, uh, Splinter City, which is a superhero set for Protocol. And we played Masks. So apparently we're kind of on a superhero kick. And then I ran a couple of tables of Turning Point. Uh, and I ran a couple sessions of Hydra Hackers. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I want to just do a couple things before we talk about our gaming highlights. First of all, I, I just want to do a couple shout outs, if mm-hmm. that's okay. And if you okay. want, we, you can move these around in the... Um, no, don't In make me edit like that. Uh, first of all, <laughs> since we talked about For the Queen, a shout out to Alex Roberts. Oh my um, goodness, Alex. Yeah. Who got into a pretty serious car accident. She is, she's okay, mostly, but is in the hospital and is healing up from her injuries and surgery. And so we just send all of our love to Alex. Uh, she is amazing and wonderful and just, you know, it's a, it's a bit heartbreaking. So Yeah. We're sending all of the positive vibes and all of the bone healing vibes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to mention is the turning point quick start rules are available on Drive Through RPG. So you ran it and you actually ran the quick start. It's true. I did. I actually ran it from the quick start, except that I kept falling back into just doing the pattern, forgetting to turn the page and then losing my place, which was pretty <laughs> funny. But it's very cool, and it basically, it, it'll walk you through running slash playing the whole game, right? It's yeah. great. So anyway, um, that's available on RPG. My advice is put Turning Point Quick Start, because there's a whole bunch of Battletech uh, yeah. titles that have the word Turning Point, and so it gets driven yeah. down towards the bottom, but, but Turning yeah. Point Quick Start will get you, you right will, to the top. The moment you see pink. Yes, you will know. You will know it is not Battletech. Click that one. Definitely not, Mac. (laughs) 
Okay, cool. So um, having uh, having just made those two announcements, let's talk about some uh, gaming highlights. Yeah. This is interesting because basically part of what was amazing about QCC is I feel like I just, every single thing I played was super, super good. Like there, there were, there were no hard tables to run. There was not a single like, Ooh, I have to put more energy into this game because nobody else is putting it in. Like that didn't happen like at all across the board, which was pretty awesome. I'm going to throw out as my highlight Oh gosh, there, there there were like a lot. Um, but I, I will I will say two things. I I was really really excited to play Loki, and I got to just keep changing into different things and then seducing people, because yes. Loki, and it just kept working, which was amazing, <laughs> um, and I loved every second of it. So I will say playing Loki was fantastic and then um getting to play for the queen with agatha chen of asians represent was also super duper cool and uh made that game really intense poet was the best of us so phil what are some of your highlights i got a uh a chance to play a number of queer characters yeah you did um one could just kind of evolve that way from uh, for the queen yeah, where I I wasn't even aware until I wasn't even aware until a certain card came up that was about the queen's cruelty that all of a sudden that like whole detail about my character kind of evolved so which I was totally comfortable with but it was it wasn't planned like it just like I started playing for the queen like I always do with no idea of who my character really is and then with each subsequent question kind of fill in some more details so that one was great. Uh, the second one was more deliberate. That was the protocol game um, yes. where I played this captain of the fire right. department. And uh, that was really interesting. Like, it was just a super good character. Like, I really liked him. Like, he was trying to retire from this, you know, from Splinter City and and move to, uh, move to Key West. And his husband, actually boyfriend at the time, um, yeah. was trying very hard to stay in local politics. And it just yeah. made for some really good human drama. It was super good. Well, I mean, that whole game was totally about that, and you, like, nailed it, and it was awesome, and I really liked being in that game with you. Yeah, it was really good, and uh, my a hat tip to uh, Eric the Weregator for playing such a great boyfriend slash fiance in that game, because yeah. uh, Eric, Eric, brought, Eric brought it just as much as I did. Like, I, I would not oh, have been able so to good. play those scenes without having somebody to play off of, and Eric really did a, a fantastic job. Yes. So yes, he did. Th- th- that's my major highlight. Everything like I could unpack like so much more, but for sake of time, I'm going to stick to that highlight. But just recapping a um, episode is not like while that's fun for us, it's less fun for the rest of you. And we don't want to depart this episode without imparting some GMing or playing advice. And uh, so we're going to do just that right now, and then we'll move on uh, to the end of the show. So, Senda, what takeaway, either as a player or as a GM, what takeaway did you have from your time running and playing games? So the thing that came to mind when we talked about doing this topic was actually uh, it, it's 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 kind of an adaption thing. It's kind of a flexibility thing. It's probably a whole topic on its own, but in brief merging mechanics and what players want and what the story needs kind of on the fly, right? So as a GM, 
or even as a game designer, because I was running Turning Point. It was my game, right? Which may have given me more confidence to do this. I don't know. I do it to everybody's games. Being able to say, my players want to do, you know, this thing. It's not how the rules are written. And on on the fly, make a call about if it's something that is going to break the game, or if it's something that you can accommodate, or if it's something that you can accommodate within specific boundaries. And so uh, specifically what happened was that Tony had this brilliant idea that we should have basically the entire table of people in on this turning point scene. And I was like, you know, that that's fine. We still need to have like a point person who is the primary NPC like cast member for this scene to kind of still make the turning point mechanic work. (laughs) And we did that. And it worked fine and perfectly. And we basically just jumped in and out. And it was just a reminder that like, that kind of thing is perfectly possible. And your players will come up with really cool things. And they're giving you gifts when they do that, right? So they're telling you what they want to see. So as a GM, it's always my goal to be able to give them what they want and still then accomplish the story in the game, right? So anyway, I guess uh, my major takeaway is flexibility. I feel like we could do a deep dive on like how to manage some of the nuance of that. Like, because you, you, you can as a GM, we focus a lot on yes and, and yes and is great, especially in terms of storytelling. But as a GM, it is also perfectly acceptable for you to say no, but, right? That is another tool that you have at your disposal. And you can also say yes, but, right? I said yes, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there, there's a bunch of nuance with all of those things and, and a lot of being flexible as a game master is exploring when and how to know to use which one, right? Anyway. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's, so it's, it's brain food. It's food for thought. <laughs> I don't know if there's a really good, like, solid tip out of that other than be flexible. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we could totally unpack it. Like, I mean, for example, like you for flexibility, like turned your turning point session to a fantasy one where we normally encourage people to just play modern. It's true. Like, I mean, that whole game was pretty flexible. So, you know, I, I wasn't glued to anything. Uh, we did play turning point in a D&D high fantasy, high magic setting. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> it, yeah, which I think is which I think is awesome because that's a thing that we always allowed the game to do. It's just not a thing that we actively encourage the game to do, right? Like we, just as a sidebar, we leave that game in modern because it creates more bleed. Right. Well, um, it's, it's easier to connect with, right? Exactly. It's easier to emotionally connect with. And the thing that can sometimes be interesting about moving it too far future past or fantasy setting is that the stakes may be less personal or harder to understand why they're so high or important to our particular character and we did high fantasy high magic and i'm gonna tell you like we cared about this dragonborn paladin a lot Yep. so much <laughs> there's uh what you call it there's going to be uh i think i think there's going to be a section in the facilitator part about how to run the game like what you need to do in order to run the game in some of those alternate settings right how to make sure there are stakes that people care about yeah so yeah. cool yeah cool tell me uh tell me what, what did you take away name tense yes the power of name tense um, power 
it's not like this is new, but I'm actually going to actually unpack this in some a little more depth in a Gnome Stew article for uh, for July. So I like obviously when I run games, I use name tents. I'm a big proponent of name tents. Um, I will if I'm a player in a game and no one hands them out, I will start handing them out to players. Oh heck yeah, like fellow players. But as a GM, I always um, before like as I'm setting up my game, I always fold name tents. And have a couple markers, and then like as we get into character creation, I pass them around. So I'm always a big proponent of name tents, simply for the fact that it lets people like it lets me know as a GM what to call your character. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because I'm not gonna like listen. I have enough trouble remembering people I don't know their names. Right at the table, I'm never gonna remember your character's name as well. So having the tent in front of you is really good. And yes. then added to that, pronouns. Yeah. Um, so pronouns are an important thing. So it's important for your character because it, one, it helps to normalize these things, right? So I like putting pronouns on my, I like put my character's pronouns on the card because then as a GM, I know what to call you. Yeah. Right. And when, which, um, and which pronouns to use. And which pronouns to use, right? Go like that's figure. super, that's super helpful, but it also helps to kind of normalize the idea of using pronouns for for our friends, like in, yeah. you know, in the trans community and things like that, where, where that's like even more important, right? Because misgendering is, you know, like a, a big problem. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Now, I like what you did, you in your turning point game, because, <laughs> because everybody's playing the same character. You didn't table tent the character. You table tented all the players' names and yes. their pronouns. Yes. Which yeah. was great, right? Like, like that's a really and, and actually I know like I know without calling it yeah, you had a player who was like a little unsure about like, oh, we put our pronouns on this and you know, yeah. like it it was actually that moment for you to normalize it and be like, Yeah, you know, we just put them on there so that we know what to call each other. Right. Yeah. We we did actually have that moment and it was actually a moment in which I realized as an ally in that particular sense that I was like Maybe I should have practiced what I say about this more, but I think I still said a pretty good thing. I still feel pretty good about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, you certainly handled it, but I agree with you. Like, I don't really often have a thing about why we should put our pronouns on. It's, it, I just always tell people to put your pronouns on. Right. right? I mean, like, it, it's on our turning point character sheets, like, and everything like that. Well, like, it's on my Hydra Hackers character sheets. It's, it's on, on all my character sheets. It's yeah. on all my fucking character sheets. Yeah. Even the Ditch Lily character sheets are just going to have she her on them. <laughs> they're like, just gonna say like yeah he's just gonna say lily she, yeah, her. she her yeah yeah um anyway so that was really good the other thing i really liked was and i've done this in uh in a eberron game that i played in and you did it in the trickster game is that you actually made a little table tent for all the different pronouns because you were playing loki i know uh and you basically had all the pronouns and so, so good <laughs> depending on the scene you had made like a little triangle yes out of your uh, table tent and just rolled it to the pronouns that you wanted to use in that scene which really i thought good. was great <laughs> I, and i did that in the past in an ebron game where i had a character changeling who primarily shifted between male and female because they always presented as half elven yeah just depending on their mood and i had the inside of the table tent with one set of pronouns and the outside with the other and i would flip it inside out like depending on which form they were taking, their gender had to do a lot with their mood. So I like that's a super helpful way for people to not only use the right pronouns, but to actually get comfortable with the idea of characters with changing gender, right? Or right? or who use multiple pronouns, or who use know? multiple pronouns, right? Like it's really like it was really good. 
And then lastly, the other thing about table tents is that I did a little something slightly on the clever side, which I know is dangerous, but I knew who I was doing it. <laughs> I knew who I was doing it with. So I yes. had a little more confidence. Are you saying that you were clever? I was. I was dangerously clever with my masks. I did my masks game where we all played. It was prom night. And so everybody played their superhero and then everybody played somebody else's prom date as a separate character. It was very um, good. <laughs> and, it, and it came out very good. And I, I was comfortable doing it because I knew who was at the table after I saw who re- who registered. But one of the things we did was we had a name tent for the hero and a name tent for the prom date. And the rule that kind of evolved, I think, within the first hour of the game was if you're talking, it's assumed that you're in your character unless you are holding up your prom date card. Yes. And that worked magnificently. Yep. Um, it really helped everybody play two characters. Everybody did a really good job playing two characters, and that game just turned out to be a lot of fun. Um, I know we spent a lot night. more time having teen drama with our like prom dates than I think that you had planned for. <laughs> it, a little more than I had planned for, but as much great. as I wanted. I know it like, was. I was amazing. not. I was not disappointed, and. Actually, the game had two achievable points, and we achieved the first one, and I was very satisfied. I was like, well, help is on the way, the space prison's going to be secured, and we've had a whole bunch of teen drama. It's fantastic. I know. Now we're going to go back to the prom and watch the prom queen break up with the prom king in the middle of the last slow song. It was so good. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do a whole <laughs> thing. I'm going to do a whole thing on Gnome Stew about name tents because I sometimes I, like I never let them get overlooked at a table because literally if I'm a player in a game and a GM isn't handing out name tents, I am. Yeah. And I'll just I don't like I don't even take over the table. I literally just take out an index card write my character's name on it and put it up in front of me and then start handing out index cards and markers. Yep. Like I will infect a table with that almost immediately. <laughs> um, so I'm a big fan. Of, I, I even do it in my home games. My home games have name tents oh, yeah. always. Oh yeah. So yeah. when I play at Wens, he's got the, the dry erase ones. So we put oh, yeah. everything Schmancy. down on them and then, and then he just keeps them in stacks and we get back to his house and he puts the stack of, of, dry erase like our name tents from last time with all of our stuff that we've already doodled on them and stuff yep we just there they I, are I, again I, like I, I, I basically have the um folded i have the folded ones the folded mm-hmm. index cards and uh you just you take all your character sheet papers and then you put that over the edge of the paper and a paper clip mm-hmm. and it holds like all your stuff together well, like a go. little yeah, and then I throw them in a folder, and then I hand them out the same way. Like, I just hand them out, and I look at the name tent, and I hand out all the characters when we yeah. start playing. Perfect. Super good. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, so that's our recap from Queen City Conquest. We had a blast, and hopefully we talked about something that was also a little bit useful from what we learned or experienced or were reminded about last week. And uh, before we jump into the closing, we're going to talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. So, Senda, what is it? Yeah, the Cypherspeak podcast is an engaging discussion that covers the evocative and inclusive settings of the Cypher system. Darcy and Troy are entertaining co-hosts who offer GM advice and ideas for use in your games. Lovely. Indeed. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internets? 
Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. The forums are really, really, really close, people. Like, you might Imminent. actually be seeing Imminent. them by the time this actually drops. I got to go. I got to go log in. I yeah, log you in do. The boss, is gonna, the boss is going to write me up. Uh, yeah, he is. Go do that. That was the whole point. All the hosts should be in first. Anyway, drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they have that information, what can they do with it? Please, 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 by all means, send us your topics. We love doing shows about the things that you want to know about. So hit us up on Twitter, by email, anywhere else, and drop us a couple topics. I'll, uh, you know what, don't even worry about it. I'll figure out how to make a show out of it. I'm super crafty that way. Mm. And then that way you can hear your topic on the show and we won't do things like recap our con trips. I mean, we had some questions. (laughs) We just were dropping. Yes. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider um, supporting our Patreon campaign. You can go to patreon.com slash MMP, and it does everything to keep the lights on around here, um, equipment and bandwidth and software and all sorts of stuff like that. It's super helpful. It helps us keep doing the things that we love to do and hopefully the things you love to listen to. When you join the Patreon, you get all sorts of goodies, access to our Slack Room for Life, you get bonus outtakes from this show. You get the after show from Misdirected Mark. Access to our show notes. If you were a patron, you had a copy of Turning Point a week before everyone else did. Yeah, you did. Uh, that's just membership has its benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, we also like to do a shout out to our various patrons. But tonight we're going to throw out a general a big heart and shout out to all of our patrons. Yeah. Because you're all amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to see a bunch of you at and it QCC. Was great. And thank you. Yes. Thank you so very much. Uh, the, hey, uh, if you're already supporting the Patreon campaign or unable to support the Patreon campaign, which is perfectly fine, there's another thing you can do that's super helpful for us that helps us get some exposure and helps other people find what we're doing. So hopefully that they can listen and jam on to it as well. What is that thing? Well, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, which is super duper exciting. And we super duper appreciate it because artistic validation. Say, Senda. Show me what protocol game you're going to run at the next convention. Yeah, I'm going to run protocol a lot from now on. I think that was really This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, hey, show me what you got, show me what you got, hey, show me what you got, 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 clicky, click, 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 clicky, my waveforms look formed and waved, yeah, I'm probably gonna have Popeyes tomorrow, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's gonna happen, a dangerous proposition, (laughs) yeah, I'll roll the dice, I'm just gonna be home, so, if it, I mean, disagree, it, if it disagrees it, with me, fine. If it doesn't, whatever. But at least it's not hot chicken takeover. No, it's going to be apple pie day, though. That's Aww. happening. Okay, but just one. Well, only just one. All right. So, all right. <laughs> here's the thing about here's so here's the thing about here's the thing about Popeyes that drives me crazy. 
So I, I love Popeye's chicken. Yep. Um, and I love, love Popeye's apple pies. They're like yes. the old cinnamon, you know, hand pie thing like McDonald's used to make, except they roll it in cinnamon sugar. Oh, geez. Right? So it's delicious, right? But it's like 300 calories. Yep. But they always have a deal. Like, buy one for like a buck or something and then buy like two for three dollars or something like that no it's so it's, I, it, it's, I, it's way I, better it was, than that right it's a it, so it's a deal but i don't know what it is because i don't pay attention to it but i always get up there and i'm by myself i never go to eat lunch with anyone at popeyes i don't take anyone i know with me to popeyes it's like a it's my shameful it's my shameful meal so i get up i order my like you know my couple pieces of chicken and my biscuit or whatever and then i'm like and can i have an apple pie and, and they're, they're always like, like, would you like two? You can get two for just 25 cents more. Right. And I'm like, fucking look at me. Do I look <laughs> like I could resist eating the second one and taking it home with me? No, I would just eat both of them right here and be full of shame and reg- more shame, more regret. So, no, I always politely, I'm just like, I even say it now. I'm like, I would like one apple pie, please. <laughs> I know they always ask you anyway. <laughs> and they're like... Do you want two? And I'm like, one, one apple, apple pie. pie. Just one. Jesus. <laughs> don't fucking don't fucking facilitate. I'm already I'm already in a compromised emotional state by just being right at Popeyes. In Popeyes. Don't fucking offer me more bad food. <laughs> like let me just or like I just order the bad food that I'm ordering and like let me get out of there. By the way, I'm um I've been noodling with a whole bunch of ideas on oh, um I know. on the Ditch Lilies uh RPG, which is right. affectionately known as uh, uh Ditch Lilies Road Tour. Uh I don't think it's just affectionately, except that before you truly settle on it, we should probably Google it because we have a history. No, F that. I make my I name it, I make my stand. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, if you find some band called Ditch Lilies right now, are you going to change it? Oh, no. But there is a band called the Ditch Lilies. It's two dudes, and I don't remember what they play. Right. But they're clearly not as cool as our Ditch Lilies. Our Ditch Lilies. Are you looking it up now? Yeah, I'm looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We should make Ditch Lilies t shirts. I want to make Ditch Lilies. I. I'm going to set aside some time after I finish dropping and after I finish, I have a little bit of freelance work that I need to there's do first. An, there is a, uh, I want to, I want to make an album on shirts. Amazon prime. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I don't think that people are going to get confused. No. Cause how would you get confused with these, with these amateurs and compared to the greatest nineties, <laughs> all girl rock band that ever existed? <laughs> <laughs> how would you even how would you even confuse that i mean i don't even know right right okay these ditch lilies are like a person on a guitar and a person on like a lap harp like one of the flat ones or something right or a bass it looks like she plays all kinds of things i think we're okay Bloop. anyway well i feel like you should make sure the vent magnetic is still in there because they did that awesome tour of vent magnetic and i want some more feeling the effects of the lack of vent magnetic in my life in the polar vortex that is my feet because the air conditioning is on under my desk. Anyway, we should record a thing now. Let's go do a thing. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Meow. Meow. Bloop. Wow. We'll just cut that whole part out. Like, that's just dead. Just, let's pretend like I never said a follow-up oh, no. question. I oh, didn't, no. I didn't close the door enough.
No, no, hey, hey, that's my arm. No, no, you're attached. Come here. No, no cat. Okay, okay well, this Ow. is not going to work for recording. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Ah, so we're stuck. There we go. Okay. He's put his claw in my sweater. He couldn't get it out. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bloop. Well, this doesn't bode well for the beginning of the show. Actual cats have shown up. Bloop. Okay, so cut that whole chunk of uh, the show out. And okay, uh, let's just do some show me. Uh, do, 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 do. Are you getting slower? No, no, that's the con drop. That's the con drop version. Yeah, but we said we were gonna do like six minutes of intro, and we're like nine minutes in. Well, your cat's responsible for like two of those. Okay, I know. He's cute though. He meowed. Too much patron. Bit more patron. Bit more patron. Bit more patron. That's a very that's wow. a very specific joke. Inside joke, much. <laughs> we might tell that after we get out of the credits here. Right. Bloop. And I love I, you I all forever. I literally cannot believe you didn't put she's a super geek in for the show on the network. What do it you, would have been What? What do you mean? Oh, well, right. We could have talked about another show on the Mistracted Mark right. Network, well, like the any just... nominated she's a super geek. <laughs> I mean... And then we would have been like, is is voting still going on? Oh, why? Yes, it is. Still go vote. I well, like so. This is part of the thing with drop. You is totally. that it makes my brain not super work super well because I literally just remembered it as I said it on the mics. <laughs> Bloop. No, it's fine. So, it's fine. I'm just making fun of you. I'm in the same place you are. I'm like, so drop sucks. Get us out of here because we said we were going to do 35 minutes and we're at 40. Your cat's responsible for two of those. I, well, that's okay. Bloop, too much podcast. Bit more podcast. Bit more podcast. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show, Show me, me what, what you got. got. Show, Show me, me what you got. got. Show me what you got. Uh, uh. Bit more podcast. Bloop. If you want to know where the bit more podcast came from, Google Google the following. Google the four stages of eating cheese and if, find the and find and look in the image search i I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes sure stage one eating cheese stage two still eating cheese stage, stage three two, ate too much, too much cheese, cheese. Blah. stage four bit more bit cheese, more cheese. <laughs> thank you eric simon for, he ruined all of us for life i've been using that i've been using that meme now in like a hundred different places but thank you very much um but yes it's that's fantastic. where bit more podcast Bloop. and thank you uh where gator um and where gator's cheesemonger <laughs> right for, for the delicious cheeses the we cheese. ate Hada mango <laughs> Uh, these Among orange others. bits. These orange bits are, are definitely mangoes, mango. Definitely mango. How Eric, sure are you? How that? sure are you that these are mango? <laughs> Significantly less sure now. <laughs> yes. Because you are asking. <laughs> yep. Wow. That was a thing. That was totally a thing. Okay. We got to get out of here. We do. Because I have to edit this in like much we shorter do, time. We do. And I have to go write another show before Monday. Yes. So Good. say goodbye. Okay. Bye. Love you all. Bye. Stop. Stop.